Hi everybody, this is Bill Owen, and our podcast today, the subject happens to be Second Bananas of Comedy. What do we mean by that? Well, most of you have heard the term, I'm sure, along the way, but it applies to uh, comedy teams in which uh, one is a little subservient to the, the real star. Now, in the case of uh, Burns and Allen, George Burns and Gracie Allen, Gracie originally would have been a, a second banana in the act, but she she took over. She was so hilarious that she became, if not the, if not the dominant half of the act, at least the co-star with her husband, George Burns. So we won't be talking about Burns and Allen. We will be talking about people like Sid Caesar and Imogene Coca. Imogene Coca. Oh, she was originally Emogene, E-M-O-G-E-A-N-A, became Imogene over the years. But uh, she was with Sid Caesar on, we call it the Sid Caesar Show usually, but it really was technically titled Your Show of Shows. Not many people use that in referring to the Sid Caesar Show. But uh, it, it was one of the greatest shows of the uh, early days of television. And, uh, well, she was, uh, she had that rubbery face, I guess you'd describe it. And she was so beloved by uh, early television audiences. She came from show business background. Her father was a violinist. and Her mother had been uh, a dancer and a magician's assistant. Coca, that name Coca. Yeah, that's right. It's of Spanish descent, C-O-C-A, Imogene Coca. And uh, as far as Sid Caesar, as we've spoken about him in the past, one of the great television comedians, certainly of that era, he had been a musician, played in the bands, some of the really big bands of that era, Charlie Spivak, the 40s, of course, I'm referring to the big band era, 30s and 40s, Charlie Spivak and uh, Claude Thornhill, Shep Fields, Sid Caesar's great talent included, uh, well, he, first of all, he was, uh, he was a linguist. He was fluent in so many languages. And uh, he would do imitations, exaggerated accents of Germans and Frenchmen, Italians. He did Russians, Japanese, Chinese, that wonderful exaggerated accent. And a lot of people wondered whether he really did speak the language. He did, but you didn't hear him speak in a normal tone, not very, not very often. So when he talked about the second bananas of comedy, that's one of the first names that, that comes up, of course, would be Imogene Coca, kind of the equivalent of Jack Benny's Mary Livingston, who was, they were a married couple in their case, and uh, Mary had a way of putting Jack down. Letters from Mama. We'll have to talk about letters from Mama sometime. They, they were hilarious. And you talk about second bananas, you've got to think of Jerry Colonna, that great handlebar mustache, and uh, he he was uh, he was a great musician himself, and uh, some of the some of the catchphrases that come to mind when you think of Jerry Colonna. Actually, neither one of them, neither one of the two big ones that he used, uh, really make a lot of sense. But he would run around and say, "Who's Yehudi?" and it would always get a laugh out of the audience. And it's believed he was referring to Yehudi Menuhin, the world famous violinist. But it. it it had no context in the jokes, but it would always get a get a big laugh. And greetings gate, he would say to Bob Hope. There again, doesn't seem to mean anything. I also remember Jerry Colonna, the great narration of Casey at the Bat in the films. 
And I've told this story many times. Uh, one of the one of the great gags I remember hearing Hope in Kelownipal and Hope's on the telephone. He says, uh, "What are you doing, Kelowna?" And uh, Kelowna would say, "I'm building a bridge from New York to London." Hope would say, "Kelowna, you can't build a bridge from New York to London." Kelowna says, "You can't tear it down, fellas." Oh, I heard that joke decades ago, and it's. It's still very much in my mind. Oh, we want to talk about Art Carney, don't we? Art Carney, the uh, the sewer worker, right-hand man and friend of Jackie Gleason on The Honeymooners. Oh, he was, he always acted very stupid. He was far from being stupid in real life. He was a great impersonator, and he could do FDR and Churchill. In fact, uh, he had a mini career of doing FDR's voice on on the uh, news documentary program called The March of Time. Remember Westbrook Van Voorhees, the famous announcer, he had that line he came on in his stentorian fashion. The March of Time! Oh, that was one of the great moments. You'd go to the movie theaters and see a short subject, The March of Time. Art Carney. Hmm. He was a uh, he was a comic singer in his early days on a very popular program called The Pot of Gold with Horace Height and his Musical Night. Some of you old timers might possibly recall that Art Carney, and uh, he served the United States in World War Two. And he was, in fact, he was wounded in the Battle of Normandy during the war. and As a result of being hit by shrapnel, he always walked with a limp for the rest of his life. But who can ever forget the daffy Art Carney with Jackie Gleason and the Honeymooners? Uh, here's another name comes to mind, Ishka Bibble. Ishka Bibble with Kay Kaiser. He had those bangs he wore over his uh, eyebrows, and he would act in a very daffy manner and, again, pretend that he was stupid. He was actually a cornet player, and he'd step down out of the band during the radio or broadcast or the many movies that Kay Kaiser made. Merwin Bogue was his name. And uh, there was an expression called Ishkabibble. That's where he got it. It started back in 1913, just before World War I. And it was a, a Yiddish, or you'd say a mock Yiddish expression, meaning uh, I should worry, Ishkabibble. Oh, now we come to Bert Gordon, the Mad Russian, with Eddie Cantor, another great second banana. He had that famous line every time he'd run into Eddie Cantor in the script. He'd say, Oh, do you do? <laughs> oh, that brings back great, great memories. Fibber McGee had, uh, had several foils or second bananas. And the most prominent one, I'd say, would be uh, The Great Gildersleeve. Now, there's an interesting story there. It was originally played by Harold Perry, and he owned that part. And they had a spinoff, and uh, that went on radio as its own comedy, The Great Gildersleeve, instead of being just a character on Fibber McGee. But he, he did both at the same time. He was on Fibber McGee on Tuesday nights on NBC, and then... You'd hear him on his own show, The Great Gildersleeve, with his pestiferous nephew. Uh, Walter Tetley used to play that uh, that role. Hey, Unc! Hey, Unc! And uh, Leroy 
he would really annoy the great Gildersleeve, who was uh, ostensibly the water commissioner of the town of Springfield. And when he would uh, act up, you'd hear Gildersleeve say, Leroy. Gildy was a a very pompous character, lovable. The line he used to use on Fibber McGee and Molly was, uh, You're a hard man, McGee. (laughs) That's the great Gildersleeve. Now, there was a uh, contractual problem when uh, they wanted the program to go from NBC to CBS. And uh, Kraft decided they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to move the network show. In the meantime, uh, Gildersleeve had a contract with CBS, so uh, he couldn't uh, he couldn't continue with the role of the great Gildersleeve. Well, amazingly, they looked around and they found somebody who not only sounded just like Harold Perry, name was Willard Waterman, but he looked like him, so he he fit in very well in the, in in movies and so on. So that that was amazing, Harold Perry and Willard Waterman. Very hard to tell apart, especially uh, vocally. Oh, we want to talk about so many other people. Uh, we mentioned Mary Livingston. There's Maury Amsterdam with Dick Van Dyke. And, oh, uh, Rochester, of course, the valet for Jack Benny, played by uh, Eddie Anderson. Originally, he was supposed to be on Jack Benny's show on radio just one time. But he was such a hit, he was so popular, that he became a regular cast member. And I guess the best way to close out discussing the second Bananas would be to mention perhaps the greatest character of radio of all time, as far as being a second banana in comedy, Senator Claghorn, played by the great Kenny Delmar. He was a character in Allen's Alley, you know, when uh, Fred Allen would knock on various doors like Mrs. Nussbaum, and in the uh, Jewish accent, she would say, when she answered the door, he'd say, he'd say well, first we have to have to do it in the nasal sound of Fred Allen. Well, Mrs. Nussbaum. And she would say, you were expecting maybe Weinstein Churchill? Are you expecting maybe the Fink Spots? <laughs> that was hilarious. He had several characters, but none greater than the one that uh, appeared on radio in 1946 for the first time. And went until the show went off the air in 1949 on Allen's Alley, the Fred Allen Show. His uh, his spirit was uh, very Southern, and he didn't like the North, according to... <laughs> he's actually from Boston himself, but he would say, uh, I only drink from Dixie Cups, son. I only have Virginia Creepers in my backyard. I only eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. I I won't go to Yankee Stadium. I won't go through the Lincoln Tunnel when I'm in New York, no. I only go to a baseball game if a southpaw's pitching. That's a joke, son. (laughs) Oh, what what great memories. Uh, One of the lines I also remember is, uh, you would tell Fred, uh, Fred Allen, Don't say no to me, Mr. Allen. That's spelled N-O, and that's abbreviated for North, and we don't talk about the North here. That's a joke, son. So long. (laughs) One of the great characters, Senator Claghorn, played by Kenny Delmar. Well, there are lots of others we can talk about, but uh, I think we've covered a lot of ground today. I hope you enjoyed remembering the great second bananas of comedy.